Welcome to As the Story Grows. I'm Brian Patton. Today we welcome Judiciary frontman Jake Collison to the show. Judiciary's new record, Flesh and Blood, is out today on Closed Casket Activities. There are so many labels just killing it right now, and Closed Casket is a label where every release is just bananas. Make sure you hit up their Bandcamp page and dive into their discography if you haven't yet. I will post a link in the show notes. And if you like hardcore, you will absolutely love Flesh and Blood. It's a phenomenal record. Jake talks about his love for Texas, starting bands in a small town, how Judiciary got connected with Closed Casket, the new record, and so much more. Before we dive into this week's chat with Jake, it is New Music Friday, so let's dive into some news and new releases. Flat Spot Records has announced that they will be releasing The Bad Kind Decides, the debut EP from Buffalo hardcore band Bad Blood. That EP is out March 31st. Bad Blood is the new project from terror vocalist Scott Vogel. They also dropped the first single called Apology Denied. You can pre-order that EP now. Bad Blood will be playing two shows in Brooklyn in April on the 7th and 8th. Speaking of shows, Converge have announced that they will be hitting the road for a brief spring tour with Brutus and Frail Body. That tour starts on May 18th and runs through the 26th, hitting mostly the southeast with a couple shows in the Midwest Tickets go on sale today, Friday, March 10th at noon. So make sure you get your tickets for that. Veil of Maya have announced their first new record since 2017's False Idol. The album is called Mother. That will be out May 12th on Sumerian Records. The band released the first single from that record called Red Fur. Uh, It's a super dope song. Let's listen to a little bit of it. You can pre-order that record from Sumerian right now. Project Vengeance, the deathcore supergroup formerly known as The Big Six, have debuted their first single called Cut, Bleed, Repeat. This project features Will from Lorna Shore, Taylor from Left to Suffer, Darius from Spite, Dickie from Infant Annihilator, and Tyler from Traitors. Uh, (laughs) This song is just an absolutely bananas deathcore song. I've seen some people complaining about this track and its lack of creativity, but it's just like a deathcore supergroup. What did people want? It's to feature the vocalists. Like <laughs> the song is bananas. I uh, I think it's pretty cool. So, hardcore band Drain has released a brand new single called FTS KYS. Find your strength, kill yourself. It's from their album Living Proof, which is out May fifth on Epitaph Records. The song is so funny. It's actually a positive song. It's about killing the parts of you that you should let go, that hold you back, and trying to become a better person. It's actually a really positive song. It's funny. I talking to my therapist, an old therapist, like a year ago, who being like, "What are hardcore lyrics really about?" I mean, like, they're super positive. I love hardcore. Like, 
hate breed, <laughs> hate breed, like gets me up and going. I'm just like, yeah, I can fucking do it, man. Hate breed, like, <laughs> but it's funny that this song is called Find Your Strength, Kill Yourself. Uh, not really the the positive title you would think for a song about um, being a better person, but here it is. Living Proof out May 5th. Drain will also be at Furnace Fest this year. So if you're going to the fest, make sure you check out Drain. Total Deathcore Records has announced Total Death Fest happening on April 7th and April 8th at Ground Zero in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Total Death Fest is a dream come true, says label owner Daniel Whitehouse, showcasing the best unsigned up-and-coming musicians from all over the East Coast, particularly from the Southeast. Tickets are on sale now and it's only 40 bucks to go for both days. So if you are in South Carolina or close to that Spartanburg area, want to check out Total Death Fest on the 7th and 8th of April, uh, I highly recommend doing it. I will be super stoked to look into the bands on this fest. Uh, a bunch of metalcore, deathcore, death metal. It should be a really fun time if that's what you're into. Last little bit of news before we talk about new releases out today. Emma Ruth Rundle has released a video for In My Afterlife. It is from her record, Engine of Hell, which came out in November of 21. This video coincides with Emma announcing a North American spring tour, which kicks off March 24th in Vancouver. This will be her first North American tour performing Engine of Hell and Orpheus Looking Back. All right, let's talk about some new music that is out today because it's a great week. First, I'm going to start. If you don't like hardcore or metal, want something a little lighter as we head into the spring season, new pop punk outfit Nearly Spent has released their new single, Drowning, on Affiant Records. It is streaming everywhere today. Um, it's a really rad song. Let's listen to a little clip of it. I won't let go. Make sure you add that to your playlist and enjoy. Like I said, Judiciary's new record, Flesh and Blood, is out today on Closed Casket Activities. Just a phenomenal hardcore record. I can't recommend checking it out enough. Wednesday's guest, Chad and For the Fallen Dreams, are releasing their new self-titled record on a rising empire. If you guys missed new metal, this is a record to check out. Chad did some really interesting vocal work on this record. This is one of those records that will likely be controversial as I know even listening to Six. And if you listen to my chat with Chad, you'll hear some about this. Like on Six, the band like kind of softened their sound, really went with a more melodic metalcore sound on that record, but it was still metalcore. And on this record, they really break out of the metalcore shell. Chad said this record was still heavy, the lowest tunings the band has ever used. And I just think it's an overall cool record. Even if you don't like new metal and just like For the Fallen Dreams, I recommend checking this record out. I think there's going to be something you'll enjoy about this record. If you want something super fucking heavy, Suicide Silence, Remember You Must Die is out today on Century Media Records. Um, 
this is suicide silence being suicide silence it's just deathcore it's heavy i listened to this record when i first got the promo for it and um i'm excited to die into it even more the artwork is just creepy and cool as hell if you like deathcore check out remember you must die on the degenti progressive side periphery is releasing periphery 5 degent is not a genre debatable um, I've listened to this record a few times. It's really good. It's Periphery doing Prague Degent. Um, it's a super dope record. That is out on three dot recordings. So make sure you check that record out. Those are the records I'm highlighting today. I'm sure there are more. Last Friday I did the show and then I was like, oh, the new Zulu record's out. And that was amazing. And then I discovered uh, McKenna Grace who is an actress turned uh, angsty pop rock artist. Um, she put out her debut EP, which is phenomenal. Check out Zulu, check out McKenna Grace, uh, both killer records. Uh, so if I miss something, leave a note in the comments somewhere. Tell me a record I missed. You can join us on Discord and hang out on the Discord page and share new music there. Uh, I love it when people drop links to records to check out on Bandcamp or Spotify. There's a great meme I saw. It says, remember, people who share new music with you are important. And I feel that way. I love when people share bands with me. I love getting to share bands with other people. Speaking of sharing bands with people, I hope you guys enjoyed today's chat with Jake Collinson from Judiciary. Let's get into it. I know I'm not your first uh, pod tonight, so we'll try to make this uh, so you're not saying the same things over. <laughs> no worries, no worries, man. Uh, I'm an yeah. I'm an open book. Ask whatever it's, you want. It's 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 the cycle. I don't know. Is there anything that like in doing these like media cycles that nobody asks about the band or the record that you wish they would that you would like to talk about? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I mean. Not really. I think that like some sometimes uh, I think that people don't ask like direct references to, like musically, but like I think that sometimes that comes out naturally. You know what I mean? Sure. But yeah, I, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head. So whatever, whatever you feel like asking, I'm I'm with it. All right, all right, cool, cool. Well, let's uh, let's just jump at the beginning then. Uh, you're from Texas. Yes, I was uh, born and raised in Lubbock, Texas, but I currently reside in San Antonio. Awesome, awesome. What was growing up like? Um, so Lubbock, Texas is uh, it's a weird place, man. It's a, it's in the middle of the Panhandle. Uh, it's about six hours away from uh, any of like the major major cities like Dallas, San Antonio, Austin, everything like that. Yeah. Um, so um, growing up, I like. I, I grew up in a smaller town outside of Lubbock, actually called New Deal. Um, it's about 700 people strong. I graduated with like 42 people in my class. Wow. Yeah. So a, a very <laughs> tiny, tiny, tiny town. But uh, yeah, man, not a, not a lot to do. Um, and uh, that's just kind of how it was and how it's always been. <laughs> nice. Nice. What, what did you do? You, uh, you get into sports or were you like into music early? 
Um, so I, I kind of, I kind of bounced around. I, I think that early on, um, I was, I was very into sports, like in early middle school, I was like obsessed with like, I, I find like when I, when I, in my life, I'll kind of jump from like one obsession to the next. Um, so like early middle school, um, I was really obsessed with like collecting like trading cards, like football cards, basketball cards, baseball cards. And I used to watch like all the sports all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then later in the middle school, like was when I got into like more of my own like guitar music. So I got really into like, um, like the rock at the time, like the Avenged Sevenfolds of the world and that yeah. kind of stuff. And that kind yeah. of just evolved into heavy music eventually. So, yeah. Yeah. I like trying to gauge people's ages when they say like middle school and these are the bands. And then yeah. I, then I'd be like, okay. That's how much older I am. Then <laughs> <we're talking to. laughs> yeah, I'm I'm a I'm 27 years old. So all right, all right, yeah, got a solid decade on you. <laughs> uh, uh, that's awesome. What uh, I mean, Texas, like, what was the scene like there in Lubbock for you to like get into? You're in a small town, small like graduating class. Like, did you have friends that you were like had this music packed with, or was it like how, how'd that work out for you? Yeah, so um, I, like I said, I, I grew up a little bit of outside of Lubbock. Lubbock is like a medium-sized city. It's like, or I say me- medium to small-sized city, like population is around 200,000 people. Um, so um, I kind of got more into heavy music because there was a kid at my school who I actually later started my first band with. Um, he was super into bands like, like Slipknot and stuff like that. And then... Um, his brother played in a pop punk band that played shows in love in and around Lubbock. So when I was in like eighth grade, we would go to his brother's shows and stuff like that. And um, they would play since it's such a small scene. Like you have this pop punk band that would end up playing with like a deathcore band or a metalcore mm-hmm. band and stuff like that. Um, so that's kind of like how my gateway kind of like became into like heavier music. And then like through that, I started going to bigger shows. Um, like some of the bigger metal core tours that would come down. Like I saw as dying a few times, um, in Lubbock. And there were some other metal metal core bands that came through. Like my first heavy show, quote unquote, was like bleeding through unearth and Devil's Prada and Vail Maya. It came through. And then like, we were like a perfect, off Bay city in between Dallas and Albuquerque. So people would kind of stop there every now and then to like get it. But like the scene kind of like would come in waves every now and then, like it's never really had like a solid, solid local backing. As long as I've been going to shows, there might've been stuff going before that, that was more solid, but yeah, it's uh, just kind of like a, it comes in waves kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It seems like with Texas, it's like the major cities always have shows, or it's like Austin or Houston or whatever. And then it's like, but Texas is so big that like you can get lost <laughs> if you're not in one of those major metropolises. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I said, we're we're up in the in the middle of nowhere essentially. <laughs> so like we, uh, it's kind of hard to reach us sometimes. Yeah, yeah. What what point you had this friend? At what point did you start? playing in bands and like trying to explore music um so i started 
I think me and him and a couple of other friends started our first band when I was probably like an eighth grader or something like that. Um, like going into high school. Um, he lived like out in the country in like middle cotton fields. So like we could kind of practice and nobody would complain about the noise or anything like yeah. that. Plus like we could borrow his brother's, like his brother played bass. So we borrowed like his bass gear and everything like that. Um, which, you know, shout out Matt because he, uh, I don't know if he'll ever listen to this, but <laughs> he, uh, he really helped us out there. Good job. But, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. So we started when I was like in eighth grade and that been was not really any good. Um, <laughs> but, but like not many people's first band when they're in middle school is good. So right, right. <laughs> I, I think the only band that had kids in it that has ever been good on the first try was that band Hammerhead from Kansas City, and that's probably it. Um, yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so we started that band, and then like that lasted probably until I was like a freshman in high school sometime, and then I I also played. Uh, in another band, I played bass very badly. Um, and uh, I started that band. Or Austin and Israel, who play in Judiciary Now, started that band, and I, I helped them out on bass. Um, that lasted for like a year or so. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I, I we started Judiciary like about the time that my high school career was ending in 2013, so... Nice. What what led you from uh, bass playing to vocalist? Uh, so honestly, I, I was always the vocalist, and like okay, it, it, like in the first band I did, I, w- I was the vocalist, and then the only reason I played bass in that band with Austin Israel is because they had nobody else, and I was like, I can try. I don't know, <laughs> um, but yeah, I started kind of trying to figure out vocals just because I thought it was cool. Like before I started my first band, I would just like try to do stuff in my room alone when my parents were gone. <laughs> and uh, I eventually just kind of fell into being a vocalist with a microphone in my hand. Nice. Nice. What led you from the Lubbock area out to San Antonio? Um, so my, uh, I, I moved out here in 2020. Um, my girlfriend is uh, kind of what led me out here, but gotcha. she's going for a, a PhD right now in neuroscience and, she wasn't going anywhere and I wanted to get out of Lubbock. So San Antonio was for me. So nice. nice. Um, what, what has kept you in Texas all these years? Just like it's home and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's home and you know, just like different circumstances. Like I, I, I went to college um, out of high school and like I went to college in, at Texas tech in Lubbock, but also like, it was just home. It was cheaper to stay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was more, more so the biggest part of it. Um, and then, like I said, San Antonio, like a, I wanted to get out of Lubbock and B, my girlfriend was here. So, um, it was kind of just the best course of action. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just made sense. Cause like, it's always weird. Like as a lifelong East coaster, you know, sometimes you look at Texas and you're like, Oh man, what a mess or Florida, right? States like that. But people stay there and you're just like, yeah, I mean, th- that's people's homes. Like people love that. Like, <laughs> No, yeah, no. I mean, it's uh, like, I think that there's just like any, any state, like there's, there's parts where people don't really love, but like there's, I think there's a lot to, to admire about like Texas and Texas has a lot to offer between any of the big cities. And like, there's a bunch of natural beauty here. The food is great. Like I like it a lot here, honestly.
Well, talk to me about judiciary, how this band get started. Um, so like I said, uh, I, I just graduated high school. Um, and Austin, our drummer, he's been like my best friend since elementary. Like we rode the same bus together, um, and everything like that. And then Israel, I met through an ex-girlfriend, um, when I was in high school and, um, basically just kind of adopted his, him as my own <laughs> essentially. And, um, I, uh, we, we kind of, we, we had that band together where I played bass and that, that ended. And we were basically just like, Hey, let's start a new band. Like, why not? Um, and originally the goal was we wanted to do like a melodic band, um, like kind of like a, like that was on the tail end of when like have heart broke up. Okay. Yeah. Um, so like, that was like kind of the original statement. But then, like, we tried writing songs like that, and it just wasn't going very well. Um, and then, like, in between us actually trying to write the songs, we would just jam, like, hardcore songs, like, try to sound like like the bands that were big at the time, like Backtrack or something like that. Yeah. Um, so, like, it got to a point where we were just like, this is coming way more naturally to us. Like, let's just pursue this, honestly. Yeah. So we kind of dove down that rabbit hole and uh, eventually we had like three songs written and we hit up Kyle who um, he was like four years older than us and he played guitar only at the time. But we were just like, Hey, like, do you want to get bass equipment and play for us? And he was like, sure, let's do it. (laughs) Um, So that's kind of how judiciary formed was just out of like natural inclination to play hardcore music and then just, couple friends just wanted to start a band so nice nice that's right where'd the name come from um i don't remember who came up with it i think it was me but i'm not totally sure on that um basically we just wanted something that sounded cool and (laughs) i felt like we could like kind of expand on that like concept wise because there's a bunch of like imagery that you can pair with that yeah like that so that's kind of just where we went with it yeah, yeah. Does that like tie into like the access of the quality EP and like even the new artwork? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, anything that we've done to this point has been tied to the name in some way, shape, or form. So yeah, yeah. Did that inform how you chose to write lyrics? Um, yeah, in a way. I think that like a bunch of it was natural, like me just kind of looking outward and talking about what I see and how I feel about it, but like. I think that it didn't hurt that like we had this kind of, I guess like political system leaning name that kind of guided that. So what led you guys to close casket? Um, so, uh, we, a, like I had always admired like closed casket releases. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first started getting into hardcore, some of the releases were like super pivotal and me like staying, um, like incendiary's cost of living LP. Um, twitching tongue like the early twitching tongue stuff the early harps way stuff um there was a few splits like incendiary suburban scum sabalba um so like they were super pivotal and keeping me in so i always respected that that label a lot and then um when we went to go record surface noise um we went to go record with taylor young and uh obviously taylor's had a bunch of uh closed casket releases and he's in a few bands that um have worked closely with them 
So we were fully prepared to just self-release that record on our own, manufacture some records and send them out ourselves. Um, but we went to the studio and Taylor was like, Hey, like, do you guys have anybody putting this out? And we're like, no, not yet. Like we're, we're kind of just prepared to self-release this thing. Cause nobody's hitting us up right now. And then, um, he was like, well, do you want me to send it to Justin over a close casket? And we were like, I mean, that would be our first choice out of like anybody, honestly, like that it, without him even saying that that's who we wanted to put the record out anyway. Cause we felt like it was the most natural fit. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we were in the middle of recording it and he sent some like recordings in progress over to Justin and Justin texted him back and said like, Oh, I like this a lot. I'll, I'll be in touch with them essentially. So yeah, I, I think we owe it, owe it to Taylor big time on that assist. Um, I think that that's kind of how, kind of how it played out. put out surface noises uh january of 2019 so like you're one of those bands that actually had a time to tour your record before everything shut down yeah exactly yeah how did uh covid impact you guys because you had like a year year plus with the record being out or did you have 2020 plans or were you gonna start writing the next thing so we our plan for 2020 was like we we had our last tour of 2019 it was with gate creeper and exhumed um and we decided like okay we have these couple shows like couple one-off shows at the beginning of the year and then we didn't have a tour planned until august of 2020 after that so we were like okay we're gonna spend like those seven months or so like just hunkered down in and just try to write this record as as good and as efficiently as possible mm-hmm and then March of 2020 hit yeah. <laughs> and uh, we realized that we couldn't be in person. Um, we had to kind of pivot. So uh, we ended up uh, having to buy some like recording software. A couple of our guys had to learn how to use that recording software. So that way we could pass back and forth demos. Um, so 2020 was just a bunch of like trying to get our bearings, honestly. Yeah. And, and we were all going through life life stuff, obviously, as everybody was during that time. Like, yeah. I moved here to San Antonio. Um, some of the other guys were going through, like, some job stuff. So it was like, we were just, like I said, 2020 was just trying to get our bearings. And then we actually got those bearings. And then in 2021, we finally started to kind of be headfirst into the record. Yeah. Yeah, I know each state like kind of had its own regulations and i i mean i was in philly and then down in the dc area so like everything was super closed and um limited like what was it like for you guys uh in texas was it uh more open there at some point where it was just like okay we can start to get together was there like self-quarantining going on between the band or um so for 2020 a bunch of it was um pretty restricted like i think that at that point i don't remember when stuff started like opening back up more here um but like even when stuff was opening back up we were still trying to be pretty careful and cognizant mm-hmm. of like what we were doing and you know obviously like 
for for part of 2020, I was still living in Lubbock and seeing like my mom all the time, who um, is a cancer survivor. Her like her uh, immune system isn't as good as it once was. So mm-hmm. it was like we need to make sure that we're being careful and thoughtful about what we're doing and making sure that you know we're not putting anybody at risk. Yeah. Um, so like. Yeah, it was, I don't remember when exactly we started, like, seeing each other more. And I think, like, we, once we, you know, just realized that we could be safe and and do it, that's when we started, so. Nice, nice. Because you had that extra time to write, did it kind of change the shape and sound that this record took? Um, I don't know if it changed, because the, the vision was there from the start. Like, okay. I, um our bassist Kyle kind of had the broad vision for it of like the direction of sound we should probably go. Um, and we all agreed with it. And a bunch of it was just trying to f- narrow it down and get everybody on the same page to pull that off essentially. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I don't, I don't think it changed. I think that more people, like, I think we all just slowly got on a, a similar page as time went on. Yeah. Yeah. I saw in the press release, like, this record was mastered and mixed by will you credited him for like how big the record sounds Mm -hmm. yeah exactly like we we wanted a we wanted arthur to like kind of grit grit it up and like make sure that it sounded like a traditional metal record yeah which he did we recorded in philly for like a few weeks with him and it was it was awesome um and then uh we brought in will because we were like okay will can kind of bring that like more modern metal sound and then we can merge the two which is exactly what we were trying to do sound wise like take something a little bit older and traditional and make it yeah. modern sounding yeah 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 the record is massive and it it sounds great and yeah it's it's definitely an evolution and a, like a step up from uh, the last record thank you yeah yeah it's great talk to me about the uh artwork whose idea was the concept for the artwork it's super cool um so again our our basis kyle kind of had like a big like he had kind of like the broad stroke creative like idea for a the direction of sound but also like aesthetically like what it should look like me and him i think we're me him and uh, our drummer austin were kind of like the main aesthetic um people here um but he had the the idea and you know we were just trying to get on the same page there to pull it off but yeah uh we brought in uh nicholas parks who um did the did the the cover shot and then our promo shots and some of the uh, shots for the packaging of the record Mm -hmm. and um he crushed it man record is called flesh plus blood where'd the title come from um so it's actually flesh and blood okay okay no no no, it's all good i i people are gonna call it flesh plus blood we knew that was gonna happen Um, i didn't didn't know if that was like an intentional choice to be like no it's not flesh and blood (laughs) no 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 that that was we just thought that the plus sign looked cooler okay right yeah yeah um but we it comes with the it comes with the territory so yeah um (laughs) But yeah, the flesh and blood, like the title, um, there's, I, I, I kind of say that like, if you ask any five of the members, like what that means, you would get five different answers. And I think that mm-hmm. that was intentional. Um, there's some, I guess, like 
there's some like religious themes in there. There's some, um, you know, just like literal themes like flesh and blood, family, yourself as human, um, everything like that. And I think in the lyrics, like I tried to relate the lyrics to what could match like those several meanings. So I, th- I think that it kind of evolves like what you can relate it to from there. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's cool. You mentioned like religious themes, like what was driving that lyrically? I mean, what overall, like what was driving you lyrically? There's so much happening obviously for two years. Yeah. So I, I think that for me, like when I was writing lyrics, it was a, we were trying to build like a visual world of like what we wanted, like the record to sound like. So a trying to paint that or at least assist painting that through the lyrics of like, kind of like, I mean, if, if you watch the music video, it's kind of like a post-apocalyptic like landscape. And mm-hmm. um, I tried to convey that through some of like the theming of my lyrics, but also I tried to on this record kind of, look a little bit more inside because i feel like on the last couple releases that we've done it's a bunch of me looking outward Mm -hmm. and trying to i guess put into words my anger with the world yeah and on this one i think that i i made it a little bit more personal and kind of questioned myself a little bit more on it which as cliche as it sounds i I think that that was like what i needed to do essentially i i think that like um i if we wanted to write the same record again like that would be a misstep so i thought Mm -hmm. it would be a good thing to change it up yeah yeah do you think that came from the pandemic and just like more time to think and be quiet and just um i i think i think that was definitely part of it and also like obviously the pandemic gave me a lot to write about right um but yeah i think i i definitely think it's fair to say that was part of it the record is out on uh, March 10th. What's your plans uh, after this album comes out? Um, so we are doing a few release shows around some te- around Texas with some friends. Um, and then we um, will be around. I guess that's we're we're trying to reach out into different parts of the country, East Coast, West Coast, everything like that. So yeah. we have some stuff in the works that, I, you know, we can't really announce yet. But um, we're, we're going to be around, I think is the best I can say. And I'm trying to... Uh, just see, uh, get back out on the road and see America again. Cause, yeah. uh, it, it's been a bunch of Texas the past couple of years. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know like for like late half of 21 and I think even parts of early 22, it was really hard to like book tours as literally everyone was out. And it still seems like every day there's a new tour announcement and people are out all the time. Does that just make it hard for a smaller, newer band to get out there and be like, Hey, we we're trying to tour too. <laughs> Yeah, well, it it was a bunch of it is just like we didn't want to get back out until we had something to get back out for, essentially. Yeah. So, like, this record kind of guided that. So, yeah, I've definitely had many cases of of FOMO just waiting to get back out and play shows. You know what I mean? That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, like, what have you been enjoying lately, like, media-wise? Are there records, books, movies, TVs you've been, like, super stoked on recently? Mm Hmm. Um, I've been really enjoying the show I've been obsessed with recently is a Korean show called physical 100. Okay. Um, it's on Netflix and it's basically like, not just because it's Korean, but it's, it's like, it's like a mix of like American gladiator and squid games. All right. So they gather, they gather like a hundred, like of the Korea's like best athletes up for like a physical competition. And basically 
they give them competitions until there's one left standing. Um, and it's just been crazy because these people are like incredible athletes and it's fun to watch them like either fight or like race and stuff like that. So it's really fun to watch. Nice. Um, music wise, um, the new Narrowhead LP just came out and I love that record so much, honestly. Um, what else have I been listening to? Yeah, I, no, honestly, a bunch of Narrowhead. It's not new, but I've been listening to a lot of Aphex Twin recently. All right. Um, I just love like the the piano stuff that like Richard does in a bunch of that. So like that's kind of like my sitting by myself and chilling music. Nice. Yeah. Essentially. So yeah. Thanks for listening to As the Story Grows. Our intro music was written and composed by Jeremy Hunt. The As the Story Grows theme is by Bob Nana. If you like what you hear, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a rating and review. If you'd like to support the show financially, you can join us at patreon.com slash as the story grows. Be a part of our community and join the ongoing conversation over on Discord. If you enjoy this episode, share it on social media with your friends. Much appreciated, and thanks for listening.